Listener supported. WNYC Studios. This is all of it. And if the end of one year is a time for reflection, the start of a new one could be a moment to look ahead. So we thought we'd kick off the year with a different kind of review preview, a roundup of global events and upcoming milestones, as well as significant political moments and just plain interesting happenings around the world in 2022. Joining us to help mark your calendars is journalist Masha Goncharova, who compiled a list of events to gently shake or rattle the world in 2022 for the New York Times. Masha, welcome. Thank you for having me. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. So let's hit January 14th, the International Kite Festival. Sounds like it might be fun and games, but I understand it can get pretty intense. Tell us a bit more. Yeah, so um, every year in um, in Uttarion, there's a festival called the International Kite Festival. Um, but instead of it just being a sport for hobbyists, it's in fact a competitive uh sport event and um, the reason for the competition is um, to the goal is to cut down competitors kites so people practice year-round and they figured out that the best way of doing this is to lace the strings of the kites with uh, glass to make them very uh, hard Um, but unfortunately that's led to several deaths um, of thousands of birds, unfortunately. In fact, there's sometimes veterinarians on call uh, oh, no. during these uh, the, during the festival, um, but also of children and motorcyclists and anyone sort of in the kite's way. Um, but, uh, you know, there's been a lot of efforts to curb the sale of these strings, which are called manja. Um, so, you know, often before the festival, police will go around and take the strings away from um, sellers and marketplaces. But of course, unfortunately, they're still somewhat in use. That is intense. Let's go to February. <laughs> February 1st marks the year of the tiger on the Chinese calendar. But I understand there's sort of a pro-social or an activist campaign going along with it. What's happening? Yes, indeed. So about a century ago, the world had over 100,000 tigers, but by 2010, the population had dwindled to 3,200 tigers total. Um, So that's over a 98% fall. And the World Wildlife Foundation had a uh, goal to double the tiger population by 2022, which is the Chinese year of the tiger. Um, So several of the 13 countries that have tiger populations have been actively working to uh, promote this goal. Um, Nepal, for instance, is well on its way. Uh, It had 151 tigers in 2010, and as of 2018, the population is 235. Russia tripled its population of the biggest tiger in the world, called the Amur tiger, from around nine tigers in 2010 to about 30 now. And India opened 14 new conservation areas. So hopefully we'll see in February Um, if we've reached our goal. But I think a lot of countries are well on their way. On February 4th, Beijing becomes the first city in the world to have hosted both the Summer and Winter Olympics, the Summer Olympics in 2008. Winter Games are set to begin. This year, there seems to be widespread international concern and boycotts due to human rights conditions. What specifically are the issues this year? Right. Well, as as I'm sure you know, the suppression, the human rights abuses of the Uyghur people in Xinjiang have caused uh, many human rights groups and activists to call for the boycott of the Olympics. 
Um, the last U.S. boycott of the Olympics was in 1980 when um, the U.S. boycotted the Summer Games in Moscow due to the Soviet presence in Afghanistan. Um, and the Soviet Union responded in kind by boycotting the L.A. Summer Games in 84. But the problem with that is that it penalizes the athletes, um, you know, for events that are far beyond their control. So this year, um, the U.K., the U.S., Australia, and Canada have all announced diplomatic boycotts which uh, refer to uh, boycott, uh, no government officials being sent to the games. Um, but uh, France and South Korea, for example, have said that they will attend. Um, and a smattering of other countries are sort of delivering on uh, messages as it comes. But uh, so far, only those have made official announcements as to wh- whether they'll attend and all athletes are planning to attend. My guess is Masha Gonjarova, a journalist. She wrote events to gently shake or rattle the world in 2022. The piece appeared in the New York Times. Let's go ahead to April. I love that you compile all these. On April 10th, France <laughs> has a presidential election. Of course, the incumbent is uh, Emmanuel Macron. He's going to face Marine Le Pen far from the far right. Everybody knows that. Um, there are two new candidates as well. What seems to be uh, important to French voters in 2022? So there's a um, movement called Le Wokisme, which refers to kind of wokeism or wokist uh, politics in um, in the States. It's a social justice, justice movement encompassing awareness and action against sexism, racial inequality, identity politics. Um, most recently, the debate manifested itself in a funny dictionary standoff where Le Petit Robert, one of the two leading dictionaries in France, added yell, I-E-L, uh, as a gender-neutral pronoun to its mm. dictionary. Um, and LaRousse, the other top dictionary, criticized it as a pseudo-pronoun. And, you know, First Lady Brigitte Macron and the education minister were also criticizing this decision to add the gender-neutral pronoun. But if the debate is manifesting itself in just the language of the country, you can imagine how hmm. it's also going to be very relevant in the upcoming election. Let's go to May. From May 6th to 8th in Miami Gardens, Florida, the Miami Grand Prix becoming the first predominantly black city to host a Formula One race. Some people like this idea. Some people do not like this decision. What's behind that? Indeed. So in 2018, um, Formula One actually attempted to host the uh, for the race in downtown Miami, but there were several opponents who successfully um, sort of overturned that uh, effort, citing pollution and traffic. Uh, now the race will be held, and it will bring you know millions of dollars in revenue to Miami Gardens, which is a city 16 miles north of Miami, uh, and it includes the Hard Rock Stadium. Um, but people are saying that uh, the noise, traffic disruptions, and pollution will uh, actually potentially, you know, hinder the community. So there is a debate going on for sure. In June, it'll be the 70th anniversary of Queen Elizabeth's reign. In England, she'll be 96 years old, the longest reigning monarch in England with Queen Victoria coming in second at 63 years. What can we expect in terms of celebrations? Oh, a lot of fanfare will be had. Um, there will be an extended bank holiday. Uh, generally, uh, the celebration would only last on um, one of the, the Friday or the Monday surrounding it. But the UK has extended the holiday to be four days, so the Friday through the Monday. 
Um, there'll be a birthday parade with 1,400 soldiers, beacons lit across cities in the UK. And uh, very interestingly, the Windsor Castle will hold a 500-horse show called Gallop Through History. Let's look at July, from July 24th to the 31st, a Tour de France race for women called the Tour de France Femme. Women, this is surprising <laughs> that, that we have to even yes. say that there would be this. <laughs> that this hasn't happened before. <laughs> well, so it has happened before in various iterations, but never um, with this much attention on it. So the first race for women was held in 1955, and 41 women participated. Um, but it wasn't very well received, unfortunately, and it was kind of put on hold. Then from 84 to 89, it returned, and the women were riding the same routes as the males, but there was just a lack of primetime attention, and ultimately the organizers dropped it to capitalize on the TV rights of the larger men's audience. Um, And uh, then in 2014, through present day, there's La Course, which is only a one-day race for women. Um, However, now with the Tour de France Femme, it'll be eight days. It'll come right on the heels of the men's race, and it'll have expanded TV rights, and hopefully uh, things will be different this time around. There's going to be a four-year sponsorship deal with uh, Zwift, which is a cycling platform. So um, I think with the increased attention to it and media presence, it will hopefully continue and be a race that endures and is as popular as the men's. In Nigeria, something really interesting is happening in the art world around the Benin bronzes. It's part of this movement to return art that was plundered. What is happening here? Yeah, so the Benin bronzes, they're a collection of 16th to 18th century metal plaques and sculptures uh, that were looted from the Benin kingdom, uh, which is present-day Nigeria, during a British military raid in in 1897. Um, many of those pieces are currently housed in 25 museums across Germany, and now they're returning home um, to the Edo Museum of West African Art, uh, which is being constructed in Benin City. Uh, unfortunately, it's not the only place where the bronzes were looted, and hopefully we're uh, you know, looking toward the British Museum, which also mm-hmm. has the single largest collection of Benin bronzes in the world. There's so much in that museum. Uh, but there's so yeah. much more going on. You've got Elon Musk, begins a collaboration of SpaceX with the U.S. Air Force. Brazil's going to have a presidential election. Dealer's choice, your last choice for one event that you're really looking forward to or very interested in. You know, I've got to say there's a very fun event uh, coming up, and it's uh, the Dapper Labs, which is a Canadian um tech unicorn and known for the online marketplace top shop and it's a quite a topical event um uh because of you know the rise of nfts mm-hmm. they previously you know have this year sold a lebron james reverse windmill slam dunk for two hundred and eight hundred thousand dollars um as an nft collectible um and they're launching a new soccer platform offering similar uh, NFTs with the football teams that comprise Spain's La Liga so Barcelona um and uh uh Real Madrid so mm-hmm. it's uh, I think an exciting opportunity for football fans to purchase moments of their favorite you know soccer games <laughs> The name of the piece is Events to Gently Shake or Rattle the World in 2022. I've been speaking with its writer, Masha Goncharova. Masha, thank you so much for sharing your writing with us. 
Thanks for having me. And that is all of it for today. I'm Allison Stewart. I appreciate you listening, and I appreciate you. Hey, everybody, follow mask mandates. Also, follow vaccine mandates. And meet me back here next time.